Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and you are listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast, where we delve into the scriptures and see what the Bible says about God's kingdom and God the Father, salvation through Jesus Christ, uh, the resurrection body of the believer, and so many other questions that will come up to Christians now and again. And so our whole desire here is not to give an opinion or a vision or a near-death experience but to give you the objective, authoritative Word of God as we look into the Scriptures. And if you've been with me for this past year or so that we have started the podcast, uh, you have been able to join me along with the Q&A time about uh, revelations, uh, questions about heaven. It's literally the the verse-by-verse walk through the book of Revelation in itself to see what the end times are. So along with our discussion of heaven, I felt it was important that we get a good look at the book of Revelation, and for your study and re-study, such as in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, the Berean Christians would search the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Uh, We take a look back, and you can re-study and study these based on the podcasts that I've presented you and other good, good sources among many Bible scholars throughout the social media the uh, the internet, the uh, the presentations on the different areas that you can be able to study these things and learn for yourself, whether it's on YouTube or podcasting, getting to learn from many sources, good, reliable Bible sources. What is the promise of God to the believer and what is the hope of the Christian through to the end times and just many other things here. Uh, my name is Brad Zockel, as I told you. I'm the director of the Zulon International Bible Institute, and it has just been an amazing time on the Heaven Tour in which we have uh, seen the Lord open up doors we never even imagine. And that goes to give you the reality of 1 Corinthians 2, 9 here on earth as well as in heaven, where it says, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart the imagination of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And indeed, we had no idea in our heart and what we've seen or heard that we would be able to see just about 20,000 followers on YouTube within a couple of months and uh, just clearing 161,000 followers on TikTok and through our daily classes. It's just an amazing thing. So now we're into Revelation. We're talking about the Revelation study of the end times, and we're in Revelation chapter 14. And we've looked at one thing in the midst of what is called the tribulation. The Greek word is thlipsis, meaning the great pressure. And during that time, we have noticed that there's a great persecution and great as in the uh, term, and using it in its context, of a massive persecution, where many will suffer because of the faith in there. And when we see this, there are, in the midst of this seven-year tribulation time, which started with the rapture, the harpazo, and will end with Armageddon, there's a space that is given in the powerful number seven, that there will be seven years of tribulation on the earth. God's wrath 
and Satan's release upon the earth, the Holy Spirit is restrained and just a, a, a list of horrible things that are going on here, which is why today we Christians persuade others to see the truth that they would not have to go through this. During this time, we see that there are those of the Jewish faith who realize Jesus is indeed the Messiah, and they will become what you might call Jewish believers, Jewish Christians. And during the time we see in Revelation chapter 12, in a very, very intricately, what you would say, symbolic passage that the Jewish believers are going to be hidden from further persecution in the wilderness. You can go back and hear my podcast on that. And then what happens uh, as well as that is we see the missionary efforts of the 12 tribes of 12,000 as described in Revelation chapter 14 and Revelation chapter 7. They are sealed. Uh, they are from the Jewish tribes. They are missionaries and they reach out to both Jews and Gentiles during this time to let them know about the faith of Jesus in Jesus Christ. Now, during that, they are protected, but those who have made a decision <coughs> are martyred, and the martyrdom is uh, extensive. You see in Revelation chapter 6, starting in verse 9, those that have come up to heaven as a result of the martyrdom on earth, and that's the first thing they ask God the Father. How long will this assassination go on? How long will this martyrdom go on? And you will see the suffering that they have. In Daniel chapter 7, verses 21 and 25, this is a prophecy of this happening. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 21 says, I kept looking, Daniel says in his vision, and that horn, a little horn, this is signified by the one that's taking power. It's heavy in symbolism, but it's known as quote, the little horn. This would be representative of the Antichrist. And I kept looking, and that horn was waging war with the saints and overpowering them. Then you jump over to verse 25, and it says that this one, this little horn, which would be the Antichrist, or what is known as the beast in the description in Revelation 13, it says that he will speak out against the Most High and wear down the saints of the highest one. And he will intend to make alterations in times and in law, and they will be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. He's saying this, he will wear down the saints. The persecution will be very intense. Then you go over to Revelation chapter 17, and you'll see the false religious system known as the harlot, the prostitute who has prostituted away the true faith, prostituted those to follow It is a false religion. There will be intense uh, persecution due to the work of this religious system against the true believers of the Lord. The beast will also do this in Revelation chapter 13. It will tell you that there will be, because of the Antichrist, there will be suffering on behalf of those believing who live during this time. And then also the image of the beast, Revelation 13, go down to verse 15 and you'll see there's an image which is to be worshipped. And anybody who did not worship this beast is going to face persecution as well. Um, This image is also a reason for the persecution. Now, during that time, we go back and then we go to Revelation chapter 14, and then we see this in verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Why would the saints, under such martyrdom, 
be patient. Well, we see this. When we understand that because of what the Lord has planned, when they understand this, we read in verse 10 of Revelation chapter 13, if anybody is destined for captivity, to captivity he's going to go. If anybody kills with a sword, and with the sword he must be killed. And then it says this in verse 10, here is the perseverance and the faith of the saints. In an understanding, I've made a decision for the Lord no matter what's going to happen. If I go into martyrdom, so be it. If I go into persecution, so be it. This is the patience of the saints, as it says this uh, in here. And we think about this, but remember this. This means they are going to forfeit their flesh. They're saving their soul by making a decision for Jesus Christ in the face of all this, but they are going to suffer in the flesh. But compare it to those who are on earth who take the mark, not of God, but of the beast, and they will follow the Antichrist. What will happen? They will save their flesh for this temporal time, but they'll forfeit their soul. And that's what this is talking about. The reason that the saints can be patient, as we see in such books like Fox's Book of Martyrs, where we see people that were destined to uh, the the stake, to burn at the stake, or through other tortures. And people have witnessed how patient they seem, how quiet they seem, how resolute they seem, because they are destined for an eternal place where life really just begins. So here's the patient of the saints, it says in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12, who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So like I said in an early class online, your belief will result in your obedience. Your faith, your belief has results. People will see it. If you believe, you will follow. And I talked about this in, in great length and gave illustrations. If I believe truly that I can fly from here via a commercial jet from South Carolina to California, my belief is that I will follow that by purchasing a ticket and getting on a plane. My belief is made into action. That's the entire book of James. This is what these ones said. The saints here are the ones who keep the commandments of God in the faith of Jesus Christ. I mean, just think about it. When I said James, James chapter 2, verse 18. But someone says, well, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So we're showing your belief will result in your actions. You will show. If you believe, you will follow. So what I'm trying to, to emphasize heavily here. Now, during this time, the, uh, we're looking at this. There is a voice that comes down from heaven, verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, now, this is a voice we continually see throughout the passages of Revelation. Chapter 10, chapter 11 talks about this, uh, the, uh, chapter 18. Chapter 10, the voice tells John, the seven thunders have uttered, you are not to report this. Seal it up. Uh, in Revelation chapter 11, the two witnesses are martyred, but in front of a worldwide audience, there is a voice which says, come up here, and they are resurrected. Then you think about the voice that is coming from uh, Revelation chapter 18. Come out of her. Uh, this is my people. Don't be part of the world. Don't be part of the world system. Don't be part of the sin system. Lest you share in her sins, and you will receive her plagues. So it's saying this. 
this is the authority of God saying this. This is not just the whimsical thoughts of somebody on earth on the horizontal plane. This is a vertical instruction uh, on here. Verse says, write this. So John is no doubt stunned by what he sees, and maybe he has the quill in hand and not moving. Okay, John, you need to write. You need to write. This isn't the first time he's told this. Uh, We see this. Uh, Go back to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 19. It says, okay, now you have a call to write these things down. What is he supposed to write? This is, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Now, when we look at this term here, we are talking about this, uh, those who are being martyred. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. There is, as we saw very early in Revelation chapter 6, the martyrs of the faith are given special recognition, special clothing uh, on here. And this also emphasizes those who die in the Lord during this time. They are what's called martyrs. And martyr is a Greek word for witness. And it's been morphed into and through organically. It now is telling us if somebody is a martyr, they're a witness for the Lord even to the face of death. There was so much persecution for the witnesses who were uh, proclaiming Christ during this time and others with the disciples that the word martyr came to be one who stood for the Christian faith or one who stood for what they believe that caused to the point of pain or death. Now, during this time, when we see this, dying in the Lord, the beast is going through. In Revelation chapter 13, as I said, uh, you can look and you start in verse 7, and it, it, it even tells you that this beast was given uh, the authority. It was given to him. God allows this at that time to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority over every tribe and people and tongue and nation was given to him. And so you're seeing this uh, is a, a genocide on a massive scale, those. And yet the Lord says, this is what's happening, whether it's by the Antichrist, uh, as we said in chapter 13, going down to verse 15, the image which was to be worshipped and the Christians say, I will not do this, whether by the false religious system, which is known as the harlot, go over verse chapter 17, we'll talk about that in a little while. What happens is these ones are given special, very important recognition here. Revelation chapter 6, it shows they will be given a special clothing and a special uh, treatment for this in recognition of this as well. And when we see this, I want you to look at Revelation chapter 20 and verse 4. Then I saw thrones and they sat on them and the judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God and those who had not worshipped the beast and his image and had not received any type of uh, any type of compromise and any type of problem, those who have not worshipped the deeds, received any sort of compromise toward that in receiving the mark of the beast on their forehead and on their hand. And when that happens, they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So you're going to see here in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 4, it's telling you that these ones are recognized in that. You know, I remember this in Psalm 116, verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Then you have an answer. 
you have an answer from the Holy Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak much in heaven. He is there, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 4. It introduces him by his seven characteristics, which are explained in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. You can see that. The Holy Spirit is there. But he doesn't say much in Revelation. I only have two places I see where he speaks. Revelation 22 and verse 17, when he invites you and he says, come. Uh, Your invitation is here. And right here, yes, says the Spirit. And he continues, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. And when you see this, what a, what a promise here. Yes, says the Spirit, and there's a special, special uh, uh, honor uh, given to them. Now, the rest that is here, the rest of it is explained. We have our work here on earth. We have our obligations. We have a mortgage to pay or our car payments or car repair and things. But there are those among us who receive persecution. Maybe at your office, you're mocked or you're denied promotions or you're backstabbed or people will out and out treat you very roughly. Well, in heaven, this carries over, this, this same principle can be applied here. Blessed are those uh, that, who, who have served and really have given their lives over to the Lord. They can rest from their labors. You've died in the Lord. You have been faithful all the way through. It might not be a violent death, but you've served the Lord. And this principle you will rest from those labors of standing for the Lord in face of persecution and hurt and pain. And it's, this, is, this, this applies specifically here, referring to those that have... But the general truth is also, and I want to encourage you as you have served the Lord, and to your dying day, you're going to serve the Lord. Well, you will rest from those labors. And this is what it's saying here. When Paul talks about the same thing, Philippians 1.23 I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. He wants to serve, but he wants to be with the Lord and rest from the labor. And we think about this when we think about those who have served so very diligently, and they are going to rest from their labor. And even so, then the Spirit says something else, which is quite surprising. And their works, or for their works, follow them. They're going to rest because their works follow them. Now, we looked and we saw something else following us on the days of our life. Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But then what happens? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, something follows him here. Surely goodness and mercy, they follow us all the way through our earthly life. But now in heaven, your works follow you. Your works will follow you. One more time, we're reminded what you do on earth will be recognized in heaven. And I'm saying that in a positive sense for the Christian. We know that because of decisions made on earth, there will be those that will be condemned. But for the Christian who's given their life over and says, I will follow you, Lord, and show you, well, this is called your, your, your energies and your, your works. Your works will follow you. And as I've seen this, you know, uh, we, we think about it. In, uh, Jesus says in Revelation 22 and verse 12, I'm coming, bringing my reward with me to give to those as they have served on earth. We're reminded in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 12 that you are not accountable for what you don't have, but you will be rewarded for what you have been given in this life, no matter how small in people's eyes. That's why it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, don't judge yourself so harshly as to what you have been given or not been given, and don't let anybody else judge you. Because as you've been faithful, faithful, 
you will receive praise. We look at this here and we can agree with Paul when he says this. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, I have fought the good fight. 2 Timothy is his last book. He's going to be martyred here uh, on this. And you can see in the notes he has been talking about. He realizes this is pretty much going to be it. And it would be. And he says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, with the Lord, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but to also all who have loved his appearing. And I always tell my students this, not those who appear to love him, but who loved his appearing. In truly anticipating him coming, there is a crown laid up. Well, there's more that I can say, but we will stop there. Revelation chapter 14, verses uh, 12 and 13, the wonderful promise of resting in the Lord in heaven after serving him so diligently. Hey, this is Brad Zockel. I appreciate your just your, your encouragement and your help, and I sure hope that this was able to uh, assist you in learning a bit more about this wonderful book of Revelation, a, a book of comfort for the believer, a book of judgment for the rebellious, but a book of comfort. I'm with Zulon International Bible Institute on the Heaven Tour, and I'll be traveling into Pennsylvania in this coming month here. As you're hearing this right now, this time right now is uh, we're June 20th, uh, 2023. In July, on the 9th, I will be in uh, the Mechanicsburg area at Emmanuel Baptist Church. Pastor Steve Cruz uh, is the uh, pastor. And it's just within a a stone's throw of Harrisburg. And if you're in the area, I would love to be able to meet with you. And then on the 16th, I'll be in Pittsburgh area at Butler, Butler, Pennsylvania, on Mercer Road with Family Life Fellowship. Family Life Fellowship. And Pastor Brian is, uh, uh, Bobby, Pastor Bobby is uh, welcoming everybody to be able to come and enjoy a wonderful time in the evening, 6 p.m. in the evening, with Pastor Bobby, and I'll be uh, having a Q&A session along with the teaching on heaven. Thank you so much. God bless you. If you get a chance on Amazon, uh, our latest book, Heaven the Adventure Begins, is available for you, and your purchase will help us in our ministry. Thank you. This is Brad Zockel. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.